Welcome to Roll Call Radio on the Warrior Alliance Network. And I'm your host, Nikki Landry, with John Sterling and Jeremy Tyndall, merging vets and players, Atlanta. Thank you, John and Jeremy, for joining us here today on the Warrior Alliance Network. Glad to be part of what you guys are doing here in Atlanta. Give us a little bit of background on you, John, and then we'll go to you, Jeremy, about where you came from and, and how did you get to be involved with MVP? Sure, absolutely. And I will want to give the proper credit to Jay Glazer, who is our founder, and Nate Boyer, who's our co-founder, Jay Glazer. There's a Fox correspondent and NFL insider. He's done a lot of work uh, mm-hmm. in public domain. Nate Boyer is a former Army Green Beret and dabbled a little bit in the NFL. And those two guys put their heads together with this concept. Well, I had met Jay and Nate through Nate. We were doing some stuff on social media together. I reached out to him to help me out for some things. I am not yet a retired service member approaching that time frame the next year. And what helped kind of push me in that direction to get out early, in fact, was the fact that I was pursuing pursuing a graduate degree program in sports psychology, which ties in very well with what we do in MVP, as well as the opportunity to start a chapter. And so I approached Nate nearly two years ago with the idea that, hey, if it comes to Atlanta, I'd like to be a part of that. And he quickly reminded me that that was a very tall order and it wasn't necessarily as easy as I might think. But a lot of things came together, a lot of just organic relationships that were developed around what we needed, gym space, sponsors, money, resources of all kinds. And uh, I was uh, given the the title of chapter coordinator back in December. It sounds like it's meant to be. It just kind of all fell in place for you. It, it really is, and, and I'll let Jeremy speak for himself, but the ironic thing was Jeremy and I had met nearly three years ago in a DOD-mandated course uh, about around resiliency. And so we both had a very common thread and interest, both personally and otherwise, in these things. Took him to breakfast, and I let him know about this and said, hey, there there's, seems to be a great opportunity, and yeah. I'd like to start surrounding myself with some guys that could help facilitate getting this off the ground. And here we are today, uh, you know, well over a year later, and, and we're rocking and rolling here in Atlanta. That's great. Jeremy? My involvement with MVP originally brought the concept to me. Uh, over breakfast uh, one day and being that we were in a resiliency type training he conveyed to me that it was like hey I don't want you to think that this is something negative to you but you are a demographic of this MVP venture with my background I spent 20 years in the military I'm recently retired last year the first third to half of my career was in special operations. So I was a member of the 75th Ranger Regiment, had numerous combat deployments, and this was the the audience that MVP is trying to entertain. Throughout, you know, discussions and several meetings, engaging different partners and stuff out where we live in Augusta, he had developed a, enough community to actually do a pilot program. Oh, nice. So we all got together and mm-hmm. we constructed an actual MVP session to help promote and show John's inspiration of wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. His tenacity is just beyond this man is putting day in and day out hour after hour pursuing this dream to show Nate that he is wrong and yeah it wasn't really a tall order it was just a a, through all of his due diligence and everything else we find ourselves all the way out here in Atlanta because concept with professional athletes it started off with the NFL 
and everything mm-hmm. was centered around the NFL and they wanted to be around an NFL organization. So they said, hey, your closest major city is Atlanta, Georgia, and we'd like to try pursuing there instead. So it took us a little ways away from Augusta, but, you know, as John says, here we are today and we're making it happen. You can't go too far to help veterans. No. Distance is not, a, is not a problem. Not at all. Right. And then as we're finding Georgia is a, yeah, an absolute hotbed for veterans and people that relocate after their careers are done. And, of course, that other area that we focus on is professional athletes. And you can't hardly be in Atlanta <laughs> for a day without at least being aware of some of the lives here. So explain to us a little bit about MVP. For someone that hasn't heard of it before, sure. what's your elevator pitch? Elevator pitch would be Merging Vets and Players as an organization came about in order to bring combat veterans and retired professional athletes during their time of transition from what they used to do to whatever they're doing now. How did the two coincide with each other? The commonality piece comes in because these two individuals or groups of individuals have taken off a uniform or a jersey, something they've done for probably a considerable amount of time, and they come to a point in life where that all ends, either being pushed out or pulled out, uh, one of the two, something happens that allows that process to not be able to go forward, and we find that there's a lot of struggle around that. It's really, at the end of the day, we consider ourselves a behavioral health platform where people can really begin to identify some of those struggles, and we find that MVP through the mechanisms we use of working out together, kind of getting those endorphins going, getting in an environment where we kind of loosen up and become comfortable around each other, that really facilitates what our bread and butter is, which is the opportunity to just basically sit around on that very mat we worked out on and talk and have a conversation around that that transition, the difficulties and the commonalities that come with that. So day one, what did you do? What was your mission when you launched it? But what did you do day one? You woke up in the morning and you said, okay, today's go time. We had a really unique opportunity. I've been dealing with our executive director uh, from California to Georgia, and we had some general plans and time frames, and we have a very very outstanding visionary as our our founder and leader, Jay Glazer. Mm -hmm. And he just felt like that he'd seen enough of the right things going in the right direction, I think, to determine that December 11th, 2018 was our launch date. So he was so convinced about that that he actually announced it on national television on Veterans Day. Nice. On Fox. So that was a a, simultaneously a privilege and a just a huge wake-up call that, hey, you know what? I really got my hands on something very cool here and it's a little premature to what I thought, but I'm gonna trust the process and I just followed the directive, you know, in the military. We get get orders and we we execute. So bottom line (laughs) is we had already had all the infrastructure in place. It was really a matter of just saying, yep, let's, let's do this and start pulling things together. Great. Yeah, our last answer to the question of when are we doing this, I, I got a phone call or, or a text from John, and it was like, did you just see what happened on TV? And social media, all that was blowing up with December 10th. Is December 11th is our day. Our model is that we bring these individuals, the veterans, retired athletes, into a mixed martial arts facility. Our gym owner, uh, Manu Nata, is uh, a icon in the MMA community, six-time world Muay Thai champion. 2652 South Cobb Drive is the exact address where his facility is located, and that's where we do our every Tuesday from 6.30 till 8.30 workouts. At night? At night, yep. And it's free? It's totally free. Yep, this thing is 100% free. We literally have UFC professional fighters. We have a champion in the room, his name's Eddie Walker, that train our vets and players. So when those people walk in there, that's kind of our, our philosophy that even though we're you know a nonprofit organization, we pay our gym owner for his time and his space. We pay our trainers, but we also have high, high quality products that these people can count on coming in the room and not just having this uh, kumbaya, you know, opportunity, right. but they're they're getting worked out at the highest level. And yeah, oh, by the way, we uh, allow them to exercise a lot of the, the difficulties 
using their life through our sharing time. And there's a lot of science involved too. I mean, the raising of the serotonin level through cardiovascular exercise and through some of the MMA instructional exercises that we do. It helps with the infrastructure for creating those conversations and people actually opening up a little bit easier. Challenges that we face during that physical time really break down barriers because you're doing some things that in a lot of instances are very uncomfortable or foreign to you. Right. And the people we have training, frankly, I mean, they're, they're great individuals, but they're physically imposing people. And so you walk in the room <laughs> thinking, am I going to be able to survive this? And when you do, what the heck is sharing a few things in your life, you know? But it really... It's good therapy. It is. But and the great thing about our trainers, too, is they're there going through all of this with you at the end of our sessions in our fireside chats that we have. Mm-hmm. There's usually not a dry eye in the room and they are actually sharing that moment with you and we've actually had some of our fighters that can attest and have the same types of background to share with emotional trauma physical trauma whatever it may be the other neat element too is that we find that these people that come in the room that are kind of on different side of the spectrum you get these veterans and these athletes well the athletes think the veterans are really cool and they respect them right for what they've done sure and the veterans likewise think the athletes are cool and so they have that general respect walking in mm-hmm. the door but then when they realize that you know this is the same person the we're first, all human yeah we're human <laughs> we, we face the same issues especially in that transition space yeah. And I think of the time that Jeremy uh, mentioned when we did our pilot program. I brought him and another guy. The other guy's an NFL retired athlete. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy literally said every word that came out of Ray's mouth was what he had planned on communicating himself. And so that story and that understanding of where we've come from and where we are now and what it took to get there, very, very common. Because we have a lot of questions around, hey, I, I get the whole supporting the veterans and they've had a rough go of it and they've you know, been in harm's way. What, what's the deal about these athletes? Well, at the end of the day, it's it's a transition from a space A to a space B. And really the, the, the huge question is what now? It doesn't matter that you've been shot at, not shot at, or played in a Super Bowl and lost and had that trauma and all the media attention that goes with it. It's really just what's happening between your ears. And when you get people in a room that can kind of relate and do already respect each other, very powerful. We're all athletes of life. Jumping hurdles to come here and, you know, we're yep. doing a lot of the workout mentally and physically just, just to get through life. So Absolutely. I can understand the correlation between that. Yes. Well, the struggles with identity changes too. Uh, so John and I were speaking earlier today about changing identity. And I was in a special operations community being in the military and then I was removed from that. And now I have to become something that my fixation of being in that type of unit, that type of community. Right. And then now all of a sudden it's completely gone. Well, the athletes go through the same thing. And you know, our athlete and our uh, personal friend in the Augusta area, Ray Weber, he spoke of the same transition issues. He likes to give the narrative of like being Superman and being Clark Kent. You're in your uniform, you're on the ball field and you're playing, you're now Superman to, you know, the, the masses and that's how they look at you. But they don't see the Clark Kent. When he went from having multiple injuries to being completely removed from the league, it was a struggle. And so he dabbled in different things that trying to find that identity or even just fighting with the identity that he once had. I think one of the hardest things for him is he spoke about the days of being in the ball clubs and being whisked around through the back entrances of hotels and stuff. And then to find himself working in a same hotel, cleaning it after being an an athlete. It was very inspiring. I sat to his left, and as I'm thinking about the things that I wanted to tell in my story, before I could even speak, it was being spoken for myself through somebody else. 
who didn't even have any military experience or background. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, it was very awe-inspiring to hear my story be told through an athletic perspective professional. Do you guys recruit veterans or how do you get your veterans? There's a number of ways we make people aware. I've been kind of on a LinkedIn kick recently okay. because again there's a lot of people that, that that's kind of where I find these people that are in transition or have transition. So they still got that military identity. And then just a lot of word of mouth. Obviously you know yeah. we're the War Alliance. So we have a lot of different vehicles for communicating the message. Uh, but at the end of the day what we've really found is just organic relationship based connection really made the difference we just pursue relationships and allow people to find out about MVP and if it's for them it's it is if it's you know it's not silver bullet by any stretch of the imagination right, yeah. but it's a it's a pretty legit option for people who are looking for connection and a new team so if a veteran is listening or a pro athlete what's your advice to them I would say be humble and realize that you have a group of individuals at least the ones that you can find at MVP that uh, are here for you not only are we here for you but categorically people that step in the room find that they become a value added to those that they meet there yeah so realize that you're a huge resource and that we you know we work off of each other that reciprocal relationship is is huge it, it may be for you it may be not for you but i tell you there's someone you know that will, yeah. will be greatly uh, benefited and i'll say from a therapy standpoint any combat veterans or even just a former or retired athlete from one of our athletes that showed up 13 years in the business and he basically stated to john where has this been it's long yeah. overdue he says yeah. it's long overdue good this is something that I'm going to find myself coming back to time and time again. Therapeutic-wise, this is something that you don't have to expect when you walk into the room that somebody's going to be sitting there with a, cl- a clipboard yeah. and a pen ready to evaluate you. This is basically being back in the locker room or being back in the barracks mm-hmm. and having a peer-to-peer conversation and a little bit of some sweat and possibly some tears. So what's the website? How do they get a hold of you guys? Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of us uh, certainly would be our website, vetsandplayers.org, and that'll give you descriptions, videos, locations of all our chapters, just so you know. Uh, we have chapters not only in Atlanta, but we have a chapter in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, as well as Chicago, and probably a couple more on tap here within the next year. Great. So, yeah, Great. outstanding. Well, thank you guys so much for you hanging bet. out with me today. Absolutely.